This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Homestay Radio. My name is Chris Handling and I am your guide today as we take a look at a fourth Palace win in a row. And it was a massive, massive win at uh, Antonio Conte's Chelsea. Um, 2-1 to Palace after going behind early on to a uh, Cesc Fabregas goal. It was a brilliant goal from Wilfred Zaha. A great finish from Christian Benteke. Gave Palace the win following a resolute defensive performance. You'll be hearing what the panel thinks in just a moment. We also want to hear from you today. Go to holradio.net forward slash contact for all the ways to get in touch, including the chat room, holradio.net forward slash chat. Of course, the quickest way to get hold of us is to tweet us at holradio. We'll be back after this short message. Every picture tells a story. Keep up to date with ours on Instagram at Homestale Radio. we've seen is a team that can win when we go ahead knows how to shut out the opposition knows how to keep playing and you know and, and be dangerous while we're doing that how do we feel that we'd get on gents if the team was to go behind have we got the capability the way we're set up under Allardyce to to get back into a game from a losing position well let's find out how Benteke, Zaha to his right. Here is Zaha. Now it's Benteke, he's in! And he scores! Unbelievable! Eye-popping, show-stopping brilliance on the counter from Crystal Palace! Question asked last week and answered emphatically yesterday at Stamford Bridge. What a performance that was. Helping me dissect it today, I have Mr. Nick Philpott. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. We have Nick Gillard. Yo. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. And also we have Mr. Albert Curley. 
Evening. Good evening. No yo from you, I noticed. No yo. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, if you want to get in touch today, Nick, Nick Gillard is in the chat room uh, speaking all sort of 90s slang for the rest of the, uh, rest of the show. And Albert and Nick will be keeping an eye on Facebook. Uh, you can listen live on Facebook. Go to facebook.com. Search for Homestale Radio and you'll find our latest post is a live link. And you can interact with us during the show. Uh, word. Live. Yeah, word. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bodacious. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're a bit giddy because obviously four wins in a row and, uh, and another famous win at the bridge. It was just... Fantastic to see! It really was. Um, I, I, it was a very special day, um, but it, uh, all the more special because of the circumstances we found ourselves in of late. And it's um, it's feeling a lot less stressed out because you know uh, we're well, 31 points now, a lot closer to, to to an area of safety. We're so concerned with the running. Still, think we've got to pull a result out that we're not expecting just to be absolutely certain. But things are looking a lot better for Palace at the moment. So, uh, Nick, Mr. Gillard, you know, you were part of uh, the, the panel questioning what would happen if we went behind. Uh, were you surprised at just how quick the reaction was? Uh, yeah, <laughs> not many. Um, it, the, the whole game was just one of those one of those games that makes football the fantastic sport it is. If if, if the game was the other way around, we'd be doing our nut uh, how we didn't win it. But the the fact that we we just didn't give up, and uh, you've got Chelsea supporters online moaning, moaning that because a banger went off, it put off the team, and that's why they lost. Come on, <laughs> don't look for excuses. We've <laughs> we've thing. got a good players. We've had the good players. They're they're firing as a team now. The confidence is there. Is, Chelsea's performance was excellent as well. They were they were a superb superb team. One of the best I've seen. How they, yeah. you know, I, I can appreciate where they're coming from, you know, about looking for any excuses to why they didn't win. But the real reason is because of Palace, you know. Um, you know, we're, we're the ones who stopped them winning that game. Um, Mr. Philpott, you you were there. When, when that first goal went in, what were your thoughts? Did you ever see that coming? Uh, no. Um, I did think we would score, however. I did say it on the preview pod, I thought we would score. I mean, what made me laugh is, uh, Nick's quite right, uh, is, it was this that they were thinking, they've got the audacity to score against us. And even worse than that, got the audacity to go and score again. The bastards! How dare they? How dare they? It was fantastic. Great day out. Lovely day out. And I must mention before I, I pass, it, pass it back to you, thank you for all of those involved in the Croydon 7 charity uh, riverboat cruise that we did yesterday. We raised, raised nearly £2,000 for the Croydon 7 appeal. So thank you for everybody involved. Blimey, fantastic effort that. Well done to all concerned. Uh, Albert, your initial reaction on, on, on going behind at Stamford Bridge and coming on, going back to win so quickly there? Uh, it's kind of... Because all the goals happened in the space of, what, six minutes. It's a real gap between all the elation of going ahead in quite a whirlwind fashion and then having to sit there for what another essentially another 90 minutes with all yeah. that time added on so it's a bit of a disjointed experience really you sort of had that whirlwind first yeah first segment and then you sort of thought well that's not going to be the end of it whether it's we go on and score again or Chelsea end up winning it 4-2 whatever because obviously you know they are a fantastic side at the moment uh, but it was very, I mean the second half especially that was um, that was every bit as painful 
as uh, the first 10 minutes was, um, you know, quite elating. So uh, it was a very odd, odd, odd experience, but, you know, we held on. And as, as you said, Chelsea were amazing. You know, Chelsea didn't really do anything wrong, did they? But, you know, we, we did everything right. And it was nice, nice to see a real resilient, unified performance with with sort of flashes of that counter-attacking prowess that we sort of have displayed over the last couple of seasons. And, you know, I don't think there was any better example of that than yesterday. I, I, yeah, I completely agree with that. It, 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 was, it was hard to watch at times. And I really felt <laughs> sort of, it's, it's almost torturous, but, but when you get to the end and you get that elation as well. Um, but it, for me, there, there, like you said, there were flashes of some, real ability from Palace and it, about how he played on the break and there were you know possession was dominated by Chelsea you expect that at home and you expect that with the players that they got and with all this focus on uh, on Eden Hazard and he he was superb but you know you had you had Zaha on our side who was showing every, every, you know he could be every bit as effective with less you know less of the ball uh, I'm not, I'm not for, for saying at this stage that he's he's up there with Hazard but he's not far off in my, in my view uh, on the current form, he's really starting. You know, he's, he can finish now. Wilf, that's that's come on leaps and bounds this season. Uh, his his brain is working so quickly, providing you know providing this system. And Teke was great, uh, but all day that you know all of them worked incredibly hard. It was a fabulous performance. And, you know, before we move on to start talking about the tactics and the, and the lineup and stuff, we of course will be dedicating a, a, a section of this show to talking about the goalkeeper because. You know, Wayne Hennessy has had a lot of criticism from Palace fans in general. Plenty of criticism from us on this show. Uh, we've we've talked about him as you know, I've I've said the words worst keeper in the league. You know, we've we've he, he's been you know the pariah if you like. But the performance he pulled out yesterday, you know, if he can perform like that, you know, on, on a weekly basis, you know, well, hopefully he won't need to perform to that level on a weekly basis. But you know what I mean? That was a level of performance I didn't see coming from him, and I'm so so happy to see it, you know, for him and for the team as well. It's, it was brilliant to see a, a confident performance and a, and a vital performance from our goalkeeper. It, it gives hope. It was the Wayne Hennessy of Wales, not the Wayne Hennessy of Palace, if you like. And let's hope those two things kind of merge together. So brilliant, brilliant to see. So let's have a chat about um, how we set up. Obviously, same same personnel, very different setup. Uh, so what Allardyce went with was two banks of four, so the standard back four and keeper um, and a bank of four with Puncher on the right-hand side, Townsend on the left, uh, Milivojevic and Kabai in the middle. And then he had uh, he had Wilf and Benteke up front, but being asked to pull left and uh, right, respectively. Um, sorry, Benteke was asked to pull left. Zaha was asked to, pull, asked to pull right, went out of possession or went looking for a ball down the channel. And it worked an absolute treat. It was a little tweak to the formation we've been playing Mr. Phil Potts, uh, but um, it was the perfect setup, really, other than the fact that we conceded so early. Well, I was actually quite pleased to be proved wrong. Again, we were talking about it on the preview pod, and I was hoping that we were going to go with a five across the back. Uh, and um, it, when the lineup came out and I posted the lineup on our chat, I was a little bit disappointed that we'd gone 4 4 2. But because we did go 4 4 2 and then we went behind so quickly, it then gave us the ability to then obviously strike back straight away. Had we gone with the, the, my required five across the back, I don't think that would work so well. Uh, so I was pleased to be proved wrong. And uh, the formation worked well because I think what we need to do during the course of this evening is also start 
heaping some praise on uh, the manager because that was his decision. Um, I, I like the consistency of uh, keeping the same lineup. I mean, I think that's that's starting to work well. I know they've had the old one or two coming in and out, but I think the manager needs to take some credit for the fact that and shown the Kahuna's that he kept the same lineup. Undoubtedly, and also we'll, we'll talk a bit about how he reacted to the enforced changes due to injury of uh, that, both Tuckins and them. Nick, go He's playing the best lineup, surely. You know, he's, well, he's picking what he thinks is the best team, and it's an old adage that you don't don't change a winning team. But they're they're playing well together. They seem to know what they're doing. And why why bow down to Chelsea and and play that many at the back? Uh, take the game to them. They didn't like it. They couldn't handle Zaha. Oh, absolutely not. And I know that couldn't was handle tough. him. And because because he wasn't exclusively out wide. I thought that was great because he was playing just off Benteke for quite a bit, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I say, the system. He was him and Benteke were were the equal, both equal forwards. It wasn't like Benteke was the spearhead and asked to hold everything up. He was he was playing the same role as Zaha on the other side. They were they were two strikers asked to do a defensive job by, by pulling out to the to the, to yeah. the wide to pack that midfield when out of position. And if you look at the intricacy of of Chelsea's passing in and around the midfield, we had to have those numbers in there. Yeah, but there was a fluidity with which we did it, and the and the speed at which we could break away, that that put put the bejeebas up, and I think <laughs> that and the bangs. Yeah, I noticed Bowie Eagle said similar about the, the response there in the chat room. Yeah, uh, wholeradio.net forward slash chat. Hello, everybody in there tonight. Um, he thought the response to going behind so early was one of the big positives. Most teams would have folded there and then. Fight, resilience and confidence are very high at the moment. Colin Squires uh, got, got in touch on Twitter uh, with a t- topic we'll be covering in a bit more detail later on. That saying that Wayne uh, Hennessy's better and more commanding performance might be down to our new goalkeeping coach. Uh, certainly, it can't hurt. Uh, Wayne was interviewed on uh, uh, the Eagles... I never remember what it's called. <laughs> the Palace TV thing. That the, Eagles.cpfc.co.uk. That's it. He was, he was interviewed on that and he talked a lot about Martin Jensen coming in and that they'd worked together before and what a great coach he is and how lucky Palace are to have him. Well, you know, if the well, we've seen an improvement in Hennessy. We've seen him keep three clean sheets and put in a, a, arguably a match-winning performance uh, yesterday against Chelsea. So, you know, those two things might well be connected. And I, I certainly think they are. Uh, well, Nick, Nick, sorry, I was going to posit that um, the two Sams we've got in charge could potentially be the new Taylor and Cluffy, the way we're playing. There you go. Um, that's going back a while, isn't it? Big <laughs> <laughs> P, you wanted to just chip in there on the- Yeah, I just wanted to throw something on it that you might not be aware of if when you were watching it on the thread. Um, it was as though in the crowd, in the in the away section for sure, when we went 1-0 down, it was as though somebody got hold of the volume bu- button and cranked it up. Um, the volume physically increased when Chelsea scored. It was a conscious thing by the Palace fans to really, Sodom, let's get behind them. Let's get behind the team. And they really cranked it up. And um, within a few seconds, or what, what was it, less than five minutes or something, we scored. And, and I just wonder if some of it does get filtered onto the pitch and they realise that we weren't going to we weren't going to drop our guard in, in the stands we were going to go for it what, come hell or high water yeah we're always at our best as a, as a supporters group if you like when we when we do that and, and as I've said on this show a number of times about a game where we were in the Premier League when Dowie was our manager 
and we went behind at Sellers to Arsenal and we just absolutely it was the loudest at the time I'd ever heard Red and Blue Army sung directly after we conceded and uh, we went up and the, the, the other end and Aki scored almost straight away it yeah. definitely has an effect definitely absolutely and it was great it was great to see it was very very noticeable um, Albert I haven't spoken to you for a while <laughs> still, have still... you been mate alright yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> We've got to, you know. <laughs> Actually, we'll we'll do this later. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, looking more at pressing looking matters. At this, there are more pressing matters. <laughs> looking at how the uh, how the system panned out. Let's let's talk a little bit about how it changed when um, Tompkins went off at half time with a calf injury, and then Dan making a, a heroic sort of block. Um, uh, Costas follow through, sort of caught his back leg and, and did his knee quite seriously by the sounds of things. So, but the, the change there from Allardyce was to switch to a back three, bring on Kelly as well as bringing on Delaney and, and use up all our subs very early in the second half. But that worked a treat, didn't it? Really helped us defend properly. Yeah, I mean, it was it was hard to keep up with because you had yeah Townsend going off, Kelly coming on. And then, yeah, as you say, the Dan had only been on, what, 10, 10 15 minutes? Um, yeah, it looked like quite a bad injury and... Not that I'm an expert, but it, I'd be surprised if we see him for the rest of the season. But yeah, going going through at the back, you sort of thought, you know, we, we, I mean, I want to sort of it goes back to a bit of an earlier point talking about not changing the team. I mean, when you look at the the bench yesterday, you know, there's not really a great, you know, there's not really a great argument for putting anybody at, of those subs in the starting lineup for the sake of changing it. So. To, for those, you know, we haven't, we haven't seen Kelly play for a while, so to so for them to come on and face what is, you know, ultimately, in my opinion, still the champions elect, and you know, everyone played out their skins. Kelly, who again divides divides the crowd, and Delaney certainly has been, you know, under a bit of a shadow for and so firm, um, even, even though I think you know Sarko was still the. The epitome of that it was it was just great to see it all sort of click really and everyone look fairly you know fairly assured even when Chelsea were getting to the byline and and putting cross after cross in we seemed really solid. Um, well, don't yeah. don't forget with Delaney when when we played him last season and beat them. Uh, um, he had Costa in his pocket, didn't he, Delaney? Yeah, yeah, no, he, he certainly raised his game that day. And, and but but Albert's right, Kelly as well coming off the bench. You you wouldn't have thought, you know that. You know, he hadn't played since. I think the last time he featured in a game for us was in January, but generally he hasn't really played many minutes at all this season. And uh, there, you know, all of a sudden there he is in the, in the heart of the defence under constant pressure and was 100% reliable. You know, it was it was great to see. And you know, I feared the worst, I'll be honest, when, when we conceded the first goal because Joel Ward was was absolutely ripped apart by Hazard. Yeah. To, be, to be fair, Hazard ripped most people apart. No one could get near him. Um, but I just... You know, I jokingly said if Joel Ward blocks across in this game, I'll uh, for every time he does it, I'll drink a double shot of whiskey. I hadn't had any whiskey until the final <laughs> minute of injury time where he blocked across. <laughs> so I only did that as a joke, but he, he, you know, and I'm going to give Ward credit because straight away I was I was on his case when I, in our in our little group chat on Facebook going, oh, here we go again, Ward letting in across. After that, he was he was excellent. He had a little wobble, you know, backing away a bit too much, but. Like everyone, as soon as the pressure was, Palace were under pressure, after we got the goals back and we knew we were just going to be defending, he just did his job brilliantly. And they all did. And I'm not going to criticise anyone this week at all. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, I nearly went to mow the lawn when that first goal went in because I thought, oh, here we go. 
seriously and it was quite funny in the chat because because nobody dare say anything I'm, I'm sure we were all thinking things in the in in our heads like Hennessy hasn't spilled one yet and I really wanted to write that before no I can't write that because that will happen or god I don't know how we're holding on it I couldn't even write that because I think the moment I write it it's going to happen and it You're was so right. right in there wasn't it I deleted so many messages for that exact reason it's so true <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't, didn't want to put on it yeah. um, so let's let's talk a bit about the goal so first of all the goal we conceded I, I won't dwell on it I'll just you know I'll just to summarize it it was a great ball out from Fabregas to, to Hazard, and it was a top ball. And unless you're touch tight to, to Hazard when a ball like that's played, you're, you're going to be in real trouble. And Ward was in real trouble. Stood him up well at first, but it just a little shift of the ball, and, and, and you know Ward was scrambling to get back at him. And great cross in, but again pointing, you know, again not wanting to point fingers, but no one followed the run of Fabregas. But when he's played the ball from about 80 yards away and then made that run into the box, I suppose it's difficult to say who starts and stops and picking him up certainly by the end it looked like Tompkins but it's just difficult when you play a team like Chelsea they can do that to you it can just just in one foul swoop just completely carve you open but the head stayed up and uh, let's just talk about the, the, the first goal because we were putting a little bit of pressure on Townsend we sort of had the ball over on the left hand side trying to get the ball into the box and it got forced away and Chelsea sort of half cleared and it was Wardy coming up on the right hand side who just headed it into Benteke now Benteke's taken a lot of stick from people saying he's lazy and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, he isn't the, you know, the most dynamic of forwards at times, but uh, you know he showed real skill to control the ball and just turn it round over his shoulder to Zaha. Zaha controls it on his shoulder straight to his feet. Four Chelsea defenders around him runs across them and then just drills it in through a crowd of legs. Courtois can't move till it's free. For that reason, no one's ever going to stop that great goal. Nick, how did it feel? How did it feel? Uh, the crowd when that went in. Well, it was buoyant, obviously, uh, jubilant. Have you, I don't know if you've seen, had a chance to have a look at any of the videos taken from the crowd. Okay, I'll see on, you. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, not just that, because yeah, thanks for that, Patrick. I because I know you're actually listening, so you, you picked me out. Uh, but no, but there was a lot of videos taken from the crowd after the goal went in. So during the celebrations, and they hadn't even had time to finish doing the celebrations when, of course, the the, the second one went in. Now, when I came, when I come home and looked at the replay, you're right in what you said, and you're just taking some of my notes away, Chris, that it actually went through a sea of legs. There was four defenders and the goalkeeper. So he basically had five around him. And for him to t- take that shot, not too dissimilar to one of the goals he scored at Brighton during the playoff semi-final, actually. Yeah. Um, it was it was Wilf at his best, okay? But credit Benteke where it is because his vision to be able to play uh, Zaha in as he did, uh, he, he was. I thought Benteke probably had his, in terms of work rate, probably his best game for Palace yesterday. Yeah, um, I just just I have to correct you. Um, it wasn't the playoff. Uh, Zaha what was it? Goal. It was the three-one, where he drilled it like that. I stand corrected. I stand erected. I just remember because it just took forever to go in. Yeah. <laughs> just remember it vividly. But a um, couple, couple of tweets I don't want to mention. Actually, Lucy got in touch earlier and said the Eagles have become the Phoenixes, which is very amusing. And Lucy, uh, Brent's got in touch as well. We're talking about Wardy. He says whenever you've got the hump with Wardy, just think about that time he headed the ball off the line in the playoff final. Yep, fair point. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely fair. Uh, but, he but he no, never he, did get his own song. He didn't. You tried, <laughs> didn't you? Uh, that's one for the uh, for the longer term listeners. That one. Oh, it's I'm all available so. in the archive somewhere, isn't it? They can yeah, get that on right. whole radio, don't they? 
sure they can. Where it belongs. Yes. <laughs> oh dear. So, I mean, that, that was the first goal. And Albert, obviously you've seen it and it's just an example of just the, the level Wilf is at at the moment, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a fantastic goal. Just there's everything, like you say, in, in essence, he's got half the Chelsea team to beat. You know, four defenders around him, arguably the, one of the best goalkeepers in the league, if not the world, to beat. And, just it just is just the the vision that he's got just to just to get the accuracy you know it's it's one thing to it's one thing to get it through that sea of legs you know but it's another thing to get it through that sea of legs and put it in the one place where the keeper's not likely to get a touch on it you know proper bottom corner and um it just it's just another another huge notch on the bedpost that is Wilf Sahar's football career he's just he's just going from strength to strength and you know and you instantly forget about the goal he scored for Ivory Coast, you know, about a few days ago, which was also beating half a team, you know, yeah. and finishing really well. And it's, you know, it's everything that it's, it's all the skill that we know he's got. But you know what? It's the, the thing that's the difference for me is is the the bulk that he's now got, and he can he can he can hold off players, and he can stand his ground a bit more. And you know, it's only his own momentum in pivoting to strike the ball that makes him fall over. Um, and it's in the back of the net by the time he's back on his feet. It's a, it's a fantastic goal. Yeah, you're talking about, um, you know, real, true international class players that are struggling to cope with him now. Not like when, you know, Wayne Bridge was playing for Brighton and he used to be an England player and struggled. You're talking about proper players, you know, really, you know, Russia aren't any aren't, aren't mugs and, and five of them could cope with him when he was playing for the Ivory Coast. We have Chelsea. to say that though, don't we? Yeah, we do, yeah. Because they're always listening. <laughs> and I hope they are welcome to our to our Russian listeners. Why do you think um, I'm on here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Nick, on the topic of Zaha, uh, Ash Eagle had a comment in the chat room. There's some other bits in there as well. Don't you want to yeah. those? From wholeradio.net forward slash chat, Ash Ely has said uh, there was so little backlift in Zaha's goal, he swivelled rather than put his foot through it. Um, some stuff about the 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 lineup, um, Dweeb has said the fact control that was re-engineered a team spirit. Brinskill Eagles turned around and said the bench reflected the manager with a number of defenders. Little dig there, and Booted said there was some flack pre-game about the subs and the number of defenders in there. If any game they were needed, it was this one. Yeah, proved uh, an absolute godsend having that many defenders on the bench when we got two centre backs injured in one game, and that's obviously makes you worry a little bit for the games ahead when we're, we're really sort of down to bare bones there. But as long as Sacco stays fit, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with that. Uh, Dan Corbettin got in touch and said, oh, "We're about to talk about the second goal, but before we do, uh, what followed the second goal was, of course, a, a penalty appeal." And Dan has said, uh, "Do you believe it was handball by Andres Townsend?" Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and Dan, it was from the stand as well. That was blatant. It was. It was a red card, and we got away with one. Yeah, we absolutely, absolutely got away with that. My favourite thing was Townsend sort of nonchalantly looking to the right, and then just immediately sprinting off, like well, get the down the of tunnel. Just <laughs> <Pretty it>. much, <laughs> yeah, just if I keep, if I keep running, they can't, they can't point out what happened. Yeah. And, they, and they didn't. They missed it. They missed it. And you know. That's you know you could you would in Chelsea's position you'd be pointing that and saying that's game changing that would have, that would change the complexion of the whole match blah 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 but they had plenty of time to, to to come back into that game and it was it was only our dogged defending and, and fantastic goalkeeping that stopped them 
winning and Chris, points. And Chris, you know, the best thing about it, reading through some of the Chelsea message boards, it made so many of them cry and whinge and whine. <laughs> it, it made it feel all the better for me. I don't know about anybody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, they're, they're normally the decisions that you don't get when you're Crystal Palace. Exactly. Our turn, Albert. Our Top four, top four ground. You know, we don't get those. And I don't think there's any there's anybody in the footballing community, unless they're a Chelsea or a Brighton fan, that would be begrudging us that decision yesterday. Um, so they can poke it. <laughs> exactly, they can. <laughs> Officially, they can poke it. Um, I, there's a couple of other things I wanted to sort of pick up on about. Well, it's been decades gold to talk about, but... Um, before I do that, I suppose it's the subject of luck. We were moaning at the start of the season because we just seemed to have everything go against us. And I still can't help but feel that Pardew might be sitting there on his beach or whatever looking at that and thinking, oh, come on. <laughs> you know, they've, they've got away with one there. They really have. But I think sometimes you do make your own luck as well. You know, a bit of confidence and playing the game the right way. And it's not as if we had decision after decision after decision go away in that game. It was... But what I thought was interesting was was Conte pre pre match was talking about Palace and he said, you know that, that we were a little bit like them last season and that we have a he looks at our team and we shouldn't be where we are, and I think a man, with a manager of that caliber is looking at the players that we have and saying that we're in a false position. I think maybe we kind of we we have a all that time we were sort of thinking, you know, do we have a right to be disagreed? Are we overdoing it a bit with this, you know, with our frustration? I think you know. We have perhaps had a right to feel aggrieved, and we should be mixing it this well against the likes of Chelsea. But uh, it's just something that sort of popped into my head. I'm not too sure how I feel about it at the moment, but I was I was very interested to read those comments. Mm. Oh, excuse me, just getting a breath back. <laughs> um, so going on to the second goal, what I loved about that it was it was it was hard work by Townsend, okay, because we'd just given away a throw in uh, on the left hand side in our half. And uh, he's managed to win the ball back, almost kind of, almost didn't notice him do it. Uh, and he's played a very, very quick ball up the pitch and it's, it's found its way to Menteke. Now, uncharacteristic, but Menteke in the role he was asked to play, which was peeling off left and, and providing an option out wide, uh, he just ran, you know. And it was it was great to see him making a powerful run from deep with the ball at his feet. You don't see that enough from, from Christian Menteke. He's, he's got a decent ability on the ball. Uh, and yeah, he's got a little bit lucky when the challenge came in and the balls ended up with Zaha. Continues his run, but for me, it is an absolutely disgusting finish. And that, any, even more than you know, than the handball and then they'll get the penalty. For me, the disrespect of that finish was just beautiful. And I saw a lot of, uh, should we say, neutrals or other Premier League club fans really enjoying that on, uh, on, the, on social media. It was, it was brilliant to see, but. Great finish, wasn't it, Mr. Gillard? It was. And the funniest thing I saw was somebody has dug out an old tweet from a Peppa Pig where um, it's, it, it's out there on Twitter land somewhere, but it's it's a Peppa Pig episode where they're playing football and Dad's in goal and he dives over and then the little pig just lobs the ball over the goalie into the goal. <laughs> and it is a facsimile <laughs> of Pentecki's goal as done by Peppa Pig. But yeah, what... what Bloody you... Daddy Pig. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, quick game said he's he, he's seen that one too. Um, I might retweet it later if I find it. Uh, Mike has oh, just Mike done is, it. Yes, I've Russia today it. Oh, retweeted it. Sorry. <laughs> what is wrong with you? 
Well, I've asked that question many times and never got one. <laughs> doing a special on that next weekend. See <laughs> yeah, what is wrong with Nicola? Uh, we are opening the phone lines after four word reviews, which will be just coming up in just a moment. The phone number, if you do want to get in touch with us today, is 0208 123 That's 0208 123 If you don't want to, it's fine. We've got plenty to talk about. But if you want to, say your piece and talk about how great everything is and talk about Sam Allardyce maybe because we've got a, maybe if you've got some favourite Peppa Pig moments <laughs> that, equate to, that equate to Palace games no maybe. no not no, even that just, pe- just, just, Peppa just Peppa any part. Peppa Pig reference Danny Dog you know he's pretty good <laughs> take your word for it I've, I've got no kid. idea what you're talking about I have not a clue what you're talking about I'm far Thank too old for that no sorry a bit of pig I had just was a nice sausage sarnie Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> you right, you lot. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, that's fine. That's fine. So look, we'll uh, we'll take a little break right now, and uh, for your four word reviews. And when we come back, we've got uh, plenty more topics to talk about, uh, starting with the goalkeeper Wayne Hennessy. So four word reviews right now. Molly Butler, my unstoppable lucky vickers. Ooh. Oliver Finley, credit due, Wayne Hennessy. Bill Relia, Hennessy haters, Ben Teke lazy. Tony George, CPFC Hall, can I unclench now? <laughs> See what he did with the hyphen there. Nathan Giles, Big Sam, the man. Alex Neal, thank you, Fat Sam. Daniel Babington Brown, team spirit and organisation. Elliot Hutchins, absolutely, unabatedly, sheer class. Derek Bradley, this mentality is unstoppable. Matt Mitchell, you hands of God. Mike's brother, Paul Hunt, thank you, Big Sam. Ricky Anderson, best away day ever. Wayne Byrne, oh my giddy aunt. Peter Anthony, just what was needed. Dave Martin Williams, 100%, sorry, 100 grueling, Fergie time minutes. How many words in that? It's a hyphen, the hyphen, hyphen gets... They're cheating, they're cheating. Mate, I I support it, I support the hyphenation. It's it's a good tactic. So they can hyphen anything in future. Hyphenate like 20 different words, (laughs) you can say whatever you want. Yeah, it it didn't help though that you said a hundred, you added an extra word on when you did that. Yeah, yeah, a hundred grueling Fergie time minutes. Martin Williams. Can I just say, in terms of of sentences. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. 
Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. My unstoppable lucky knickers is one of my favourite sentences ever, man. It's just <laughs> yeah. glorious in so many ways. I don't know if we've ended it. Have we ended this recording? Let's end oh, this. No, we haven't, because before we do, I'd like uh, listeners to send in what would happen if um, unstoppable lucky knickers uh, was a hit and immovable force. <laughs> <laughs> What's that all about? <laughs> Homesdale Radio, sponsored by FanDuel.co.uk. The next generation of fantasy football. Listen to Homesdale Radio. A little extended four-word reviews for you there. The bit we usually do say after we've recorded them, we just kept recording by mistake. Yeah, you get the joy of that this week. Unstoppable lucky knickers, eh? Unbelievable. So... um, (laughs) Let's talk about Wayne Hennessy. Um, We've we've mentioned the fact that he might be coaching, but look, I I know someone was suggesting, I think it was DR was suggesting that some people had spoken to him on the train back yesterday and he'd expressed that, you know, um, he felt he needs more support from the Palace fans and he he gets blamed a lot. But if you look at, I don't know how true that was, but if you look at uh, his comments after the game as well, he he said, you know, that's the best he's played in in a long while. Um, so he's obviously aware, form-wise, that, that certainly the fans are questioning him and he's questioned it himself. Um, but I suppose the real question to talk to you guys about is, you know, we, we're talking about the fact that we want to see, well, we have talked about the fact we want to see Wayne Hennessy replaced. Now, Wayne Hennessy on that form, you know, he's he's got a great kick on him. He's six seven, proper size for a goalkeeper. Um, and making saves like he did against Chelsea, a match-winning performance... And he managed to catch the train. <laughs> he managed to catch the train. <laughs> oh, dear. See, it's the wrong person on the show for this conversation. But uh, it's, <laughs> you know, look, can, can he be the answer? He clearly he wants to play for Palace. He wants to, to be the n- number one at Palace. You know, you could you could potentially label that that's not the case with, with the signing of Steve Dunder. That he's never really shown that he wants to be, be at Palace. But, but whether that's true or not, I don't know. He just... That's the impression that we're getting. Constantly linked with the return to Marseille. Not selected in the squad despite being fit. Uh, and we've got Wayne who wants to play and is an international goalkeeper. But up until this point, up until this performance really, this season, he has been a bit of a whipping boy. Have we been unfair, Albert? Or or is this, you know, or can Wayne be the answer if he can keep his form up? Yeah, I mean, we've definitely been unfair in the fact that even on weeks where he's, you know, just like then, I, I took the mick out of him then, and he was contender for man of the match. So yeah, we've definitely been, we've definitely been harsh. However, you know that's that's as a result of of fair criticism. You know, to an extent, he's he has he has made some absolute howlers, and you know, he's very prone to a, a flap or two every now and then. Um, and he's certainly not not you know immune from criticism. And but again, that goes for most of the squad, but. Any mistake in goal is is magnified tenfold than if a striker narrowly puts a ball wide. You know, um, 
if 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 he keeps that form up, then you know why can't he be our number one? And the potential's there. He's you know Wales hero. He's semi finalist at the Euros. He's clearly got the potential. Maybe we do need to just you know back him a bit more and and try and build on that confidence. He's clearly got a bit more confidence with the defence in front of him, and that's a two way thing. And hopefully they've. They're getting the belief as well, knowing that seeing what he's capable of certainly yesterday. Uh, let's just let's just let it ride. Oh, Pop. Yeah, I sort of agree with that actually, because I was about to say that they, you hear about the defenses always need to have a confident goalkeeper behind them. Well, I think in Wayne's case, it might be the other way around. He's got the confidence of a solid defense now. Sacco's there, and Luke is sitting in front of him. That he's you know he's got a reliable back four, stroke five to protect him a little bit. Now, yesterday, look, he didn't make anything outstanding that you wouldn't expect a, a pretty good goalkeeper to make. There wasn't a worldie yesterday. He's made some really good saves of, of late in other games. But yesterday, there wasn't a particular save where you could say, I mean, that one that they're talking about where he threw himself across the goal and it came off his leg and they kept saying on match. <sighs> it was a great, great save. It was a good save. Okay, don't get me wrong. I'm not criticising him because I'm, I'm really not. Um, I think... What the other thing of, of interest that came out of uh, what DR said is that clearly the players also listen to either this or social media or dare I say any other podcast. So maybe it's down to maybe we're having an influence on his performance as well. Are there other podcasts anyway? Uh, <laughs> Nick Gillard, you made an exasperated noise. In the yeah, of that. that save was fantastic. You look at it at full speed. Not no, the the speed at which his knee kind of change his direction to to get get the ball out out of the goal um what we haven't mentioned chris you've said it's been one game it hasn't when when chelsea scored i think it was 490 something minutes since the last time we'd let a goal in well, so we was it was on the back of that you know it was it was 5 minutes short of 500 minutes or something like that of 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 not conceding so that's a great point, Nick. It's a, it's a great point you made there. And, and obviously he plays a part in that. But this is kind of where I'm coming from in that we, in the previous shows, not just us on this show, all, all Palace fans really, generally speaking, have, have said that Sacco is responsible for that. And uh, also having Luka Miljevojevic in front of the defence has been responsible for that. No one's really given Hennessy the praise for that. And, you know, if anything, they've pointed out things like against Watford where in the last minute he nearly cost us the game by, you know, by dropping, dropping the ball. From just a long pump forward, that kind of stuff, right? So what I'm getting at is we'll we'll give credit to the defence, but not him. But you know, perhaps perhaps we are guilty of ignoring the good things that he does. But we could say goodbye nearly cost us a goal when he tried to play play past three players when we we're in his own penalty area. That that's yeah. just as bloody dangerous. Or yeah, one of Sarko's little little passes along the penalty area. Can I come in with some chat room stuff on? Uh, yeah, of course you can. Yeah, yeah. Then, I just, then I just want to mention my fa- my favourite save of yesterday, which hasn't really been picked up on the board. Okay, um, Dweeber said it's his best game for us so far. Brinskall played well yesterday, still prone to errors. Um, Eleven saves is something to be proud of. Um, quick game. Fort Henners was a wrong one for us yesterday. He proved me wrong. He was magnificent. Glazier to Eagle with that performance. Mandanda. Mondonda, sorry, um, it's been so long I forgot. Mondonda won't be playing for us again. May have been the case regardless of Wayne's performance yesterday, though. Um, and just that he needs to continue. Uh, good positioning. And King B said he's got his 
Mojo back now. And Palace Forever has uh, added that he kept a clean sheet for Wales. And didn't love oh, yeah. anybody's leg getting broken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, what was I going to say? Is I suppose, well, yeah, if I talked about the saves yesterday, my, my pick for the best saves that he made yesterday was one where it was drilled across from the left-hand side. Uh, it probably might have been creeping into the bottom corner, but basically he got a hand to it when pretty much any player could have touched it and it would have gone in, but he gets a hand to it. Yeah, It's not just the fact that he got a hand to it, it's the fact that he had the... The, the wherewithal to know where to push that because Hennessy of the past had, has been guilty of just getting a hand to something and, and wherever the ball goes it's luck but that was a, an example of, of a confident goalkeeper knowing his craft and yes you could say it's the basics but being able to, to push the ball into a zone where there weren't wasn't an on-rushing player when there was a, a pretty much an entire box full of Chelsea players just waiting for that opportunity and he, and he did really really well to me that was one save that I would say went above and beyond the kind of standard stuff. But I also agree with the the comment about, I, I see where Nick's coming from on the, uh, on the save he made with his knee. But again, if you look at that, he's reacted with that leg. He hasn't just got in the way of it. He's actually stuck that knee out and kneed it away. That, he's made the decision. Split second, he's focused. And he knows exactly which bit of his body to get in the way of it and how to, how to get it out of the danger area. So again, huge credit to Wayne Hennessy for, for that save as well. I loved it. I loved seeing that. You know, I've, I've got no ill will towards Wayne Hennessy at all. You know, I, I just felt he wasn't the best keeper in the club. But clearly, you know, on, on that kind of performance, he is a Premier League and international goalkeeper. He just needs to make sure that he, he does that every week uh, when called upon. And yes, confidence plays a huge part in that. We've talked loads about the fact that defence doesn't have the confidence in him. And I appreciate the, the flip that was talked about earlier, that he has confidence in the defence ahead of him. Still, I think a bit of work to do on that, but again, you could point at Sacco making it a huge difference there. I think even Wade did the same in his post match interview, talked about the, the effect that Sacco has. So, great stuff, really. Um, okay, so we, we, would any, anything else we will talk about on Wade before I move on? Yeah, I'm just going to jump in and uh, mention Facebook Live if you don't mind, Chris. Um, James O'Keefe has said, and good evening to everybody on Facebook Live. Um, I am having a look at what you're saying. James O'Keefe has actually disagreed with you, Chris. And he says uh, Wayne Hennessy is the best keeper at the club. Um, and another comment from Neil Koska, asking a question, does anybody know how Dan and Tonkins are? What's the late, any update on their injuries? Anybody heard anything? No, unfortunately, no. And I'm not sure if we will. Uh, there's, I don't know if Sam's doing a pre-match conference for, uh, for the Southampton game, but... I don't know it's necessarily the sort of thing that you uh, that you want to kind of tell your your opposing manager, yeah. So um, it did not look good for Dan. That's all I'll say on that. I think Tompkins has had a series of injuries, and if he has tweaked his calf again, I don't think that's the first time. So I'm expecting both of them to be out. <laughs> Any more comments? No, 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 that's fine. It's um, somebody else. Mark Callahan says combination of BFS. Uh, Margotson and his solid back four have given Hennessy his confidence back. And listen, if it's what, if that's what it is, if it is the two Sams, if it is the introduction of Sacco, if it is Lucas uh, marshalling in front of him, I don't care what it is. We've just got four out of four. We're climbing the league. Win on Wednesday night. Uh, somebody said that we could go as high as 10th or something. What's all that about? I, don't yeah, know. I, know. I think... Um... 
I don't think we go 10th now, is it? Because I think after the Southampton-Bournemouth game, I think that changed things. But I think it's 11th, potentially. But yeah, whatever. It, it, it's it's an amazing turnaround of four. Yeah. But you think, I mean, you know, four games, 12 points. 12 points was was huge. Absolutely huge. Um, I'm, I'm, just, I'm stunned by the turnaround. I really am. But absolutely delighted. But when you yeah. think about it, we've... We were looking at the games we had left, and we were looking looking at uh, Leicester as, as a winnable game, where that might not be the case anymore. So doing what we did against Chelsea was huge, um, especially considering that uh, we've got a Hull coming up as well towards the end of the season, and they keep winning. Albert, four more points, and I think we're safe. Really, I think it's gonna be a record low this year. And even if we, even, even if the only points we get for the rest of the season, and it's it's a gift, is beating Hull, Burnley. And let's say Leicester at home, that's 40 points, um, which is always the, the, you know, the, the magic number for definitely being safe. Um, I th- it's, it's so diabolical down there. Burnley, Borough, Sunderland, Swansea, Hull. I, I, can't, I can't see any of them getting above, or certainly all of them getting above 36 points. I think 35 and you're safe, 35, 36. The maximum Hull can get to is 51. So obviously they're going to get nowhere near that. I think we're we're on the start of a Leicester Leicester esque run, and Allardyce is going to be the new Ranieri next season. <laughs> I am being quite positive after four wins in a row. I've noticed that. Yeah, it's quite it's quite obvious. Oh, yeah. Uh, do we? I mean, I don't. I'm not going to dwell on this this topic. I know. Uh, me and Mr. Philpot talked before the show about whether we were even going to bring this up or not. And, um, but it was something that was picked up on by, by the press and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it was the presence of flares at the game and how the Chelsea fans have responded. I'm just going to say what I think, right? What I think is just it's a football match. Grow up. You know, let, let's not make a big deal out of the fact that there was some, some pyro. It, it, hopefully, I mean, I know there's been an argument we've talked about to Steve Parrish on this show about it before and he's talked about the difference between someone who's got a, a flare burning at 3000 degrees versus someone who's got a little smoke bomb or whatever uh, and, I, and I, look, I wasn't I wasn't there to see it Nick Phil what you were was it a problem? <laughs> okay you're talking to a bloke that's 53 years old okay you know approaching plus the altar, shut, shut, plus that yeah now I am standing probably 15 foot, maybe a, a dozen seats or so away from where these things went off. Mikey, bleep machine. I shit myself, okay? When the first one went off, I cracked myself. That thing rocked the stadium. Listen, I couldn't care less. I mean, what I didn't understand is there was a particular, where the Palace fans were filtered in um, outside the stand yesterday, there, were, there must have been 200 stewards there, okay? But one of the stewards or one of the coppers actually had a an explosive dog. Ex- explosive dog. An explosive <laughs> dog? Stop it. <laughs> explosive dog. Okay. So he was sniffing every every fan that went in. How did they get him in? I just don't understand how to get him in. I couldn't care less. I know the Chelsea fans were whining about it. Give them something else to whine about. Yes, I couldn't care less. We still got the result. And... Um, but they were particularly loud. I don't know if you've heard these pyrotechnics abroad when they do their, their big fireworks displays in Spain, but it was that sort of volume. The ground shook when this thing went off. Okay, these things went off. Um, but the police 
reacted very heavy-handedly. I'm aware that at least two of them didn't just get ejected from the ground. They actually got arrested yesterday. So uh, carry on doing that week in, week out. There won't be much of the, that particular section of the fan base left. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know you said it made you jump, but you do get frightened by unfamiliar cereal at your age. So, <laughs> um, you know... <laughs> You just didn't have to do it, though, did you? You really you just walked straight past it and left it alone, but you didn't. Sorry, mate. Uh, Mr. Gillard, you wanted to make a point. Yeah, look, there was blue flares went off in the Everton end. Everton, Liverpool, where's all the fucking fuss about that? It's all about Chelsea, and it? it's all about the Palace fans in the press. Not about how good we were. Chris, are we going to do, are we gonna do about flares? Chris, if we're going to do about flares, you've got to tell him what you said about flares in our chat. What, the, um, <laughs> essentially, because he's about him still wearing them, was that it? Yeah, yeah that was it. I wore them, I wore them when I went to see the Stone Roses. Of course she did. Of course she did. Last year, no. Can I be the, can I be the, can I put my hand up and be the, the naive, ignorant one? Yeah. yeah. Is, aren't we, is, isn't it a banger? Well, there was a there was a banger that makes the noise and there was, there a banger was a banger that makes the bang, right? There was, there was a it's flare there as well. Man. Yeah, right. and there were uh, Albert. You're quite right. Yeah, it's a banger. Obviously, that goes, it makes the explosion. But it's, there are, but there were flares and bangers. And what they, what the particular segment of the crowd didn't realise was literally above the, their heads was one of those little blue uh, discreet cameras. Okay, and they didn't get arrested at the time. Okay, they didn't get arrested. Five minutes later, the, the two goals were scored early in the first half. It was halfway through the second half. They came out and picked out the two individuals after reviewing the yeah. camera and the, the tapes above their heads. So hopefully they'll learn from that. Um, I, I, the only reason I said I didn't want to go, I didn't want to discuss it tonight was because I didn't want to dwell on any negatives. Okay, and a lot of people have dwelled on the negatives, especially on social media and Sodom. We won yeah. the game. No, you know it's it's look it's it's difficult. You don't look. The club will probably get some grief for it. So obviously, some individuals have got some grief. Really, you go ask yourself: Is it worth it? It's not really a debate about whether it's suitable to do it at a football ground or not, really, because simple simple matter is we don't get to make that choice. Unfortunately, yeah, much better to do it at an airport. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Just, so it's that it's that explosive dog that puts the willies up me. <laughs> Yeah. That's what you need, isn't it? Actually, tell them from dogs, non-explosive dogs. I guess I'm strapped them. Let's not think about that too much. Let's <laughs> come home. No, all of you. <laughs> so let's talk about some individual performances before we pick our man of the match. Um, I'll pick out obviously Sacco again. Um, he was he was just superb, and and what I liked was towards the end of the game, everyone was tiring. He had cramped twice, but you know he was still making absolutely key interceptions really late on in the game which uh and they were vital because you know a couple of them it was just he's just got such a cool head but it's difficult well haven't really got too much more uh, we can say about so too many more superlatives i guess it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's just... did you see the instagram post he did of him and wilf him um, and wilf together yeah it was quite scary actually i thought but he's again he's buying into palace let's hope we can keep hold of him yeah, and I, I know uh, Lucy tweeted that earlier on today as well, and just said we just got to do whatever we can. And I don't know what that is. I don't. So both both of the both of the people in that picture, I think, Will Stratton, we might not yeah, see yeah, next. Exactly. Keeping keep, keep, keep Wilf and uh, and getting Sacco in is if we want to progress is, is vital. And how just how do you replace Wilf? You know, if he goes, you can't. You just cannot replace 
like for like. You just have to get a bit lucky, I suppose. Don't, don't you think Sacco will want to go to a championship playing, uh, sorry, Champions League playing for Go to Brighton team. then. <laughs> Champions League playing team. He might, he might well do it. He might have options to do so. All we can really hope, I mean, the, the, first of all, that the finance is there to both wages and, and, and fee, which hopefully it would be. Uh, but, yeah, it's about, it depends what his ambition is. Does does the fact that he's come to Palace, settled in brilliantly, got the love from the fans and, and, and you know, feels at home, is, does, is that enough? Um, I'm not so sure if it is enough. Um, if he, well, he's, he's done got, the... He's done the big fish, small pond syndrome before, hasn't he? No yeah. disrespect to Palace well, compared to Man United. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Have, no, or, or Liverpool. Yeah, but... Or PSG. Oh, you're talking yeah, about Zaha, I mean, aren't you, Nick? I am talking about oh, Zaha. We're, yeah, yeah. We're, talk, we're talking about Sarko, mate. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, catch sorry. up, Nick. <laughs> no, Sarko, yeah, he, he could play for anybody. Yeah, that's, you know, player of the month last, last month in the Premier League. Just, just... You know he's a fantastic player. I I'm just going to hold. I'm just going to just be hopeful. And until he signs for someone else, I'm going to continue to hope. Uh, that's a deal we can get done. Uh, Zaha again. I'm not going to focus on negatives this week. We've just beaten Chelsea. We won four in a row. We're looking great. Let's not worry too much about uh, about Wilson. He's, he's been offered a bigger deal by all accounts. And um, well, I, I, I'm not going to say names or anything like that but I thought a long long time ago uh, not back in I think it was back in September I, I was under the impression that he was offered and signed a new deal and it just wasn't being announced but I've also been told that the deal he's been offered has been on the table for a while and he hasn't signed it um, so but I, ju- I just don't know the truth is I don't know for sure um, you know, uh, I don't think any of us will um, until, until we get to the summer really uh, I certainly know that the club has tried to uh, to get him to a new deal. Okay, depending on who you speak to, he's either signed it or he hasn't. You know, Ugh. or he's so, thinking about it. Or he's thinking about it. Yeah, I suppose that's another option, Nick, isn't it? Tell him if he doesn't sign it, we'll send that exploding dog round. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, that's, I don't think about it too much. That's for that's for the end of the season. We can consider what will happen there, but uh, for the time being, it's said it before about Will Fletch, just enjoy watching him play because he's at a level beyond anything he's ever reached right now he's absolutely flying and it's great to see you know with him in the side and with Sacco at the back and with the team playing as well as they are we, we can beat anyone at the moment it's, and it's a great place to be from where we were a few months back um, and we've, 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 we've still yet to release Flamini on an unsuspecting uh, Premiership Premier League haven't we so you know we've still got that to come yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, let's. I'll uh, give you guys a chance to pick out uh, any other performances. I talked about Sacco, uh, Albert. Any performances you want to talk about? Oh, was that yeah. me? Yeah. Who? Which one? Just any performances that you want to talk about? You can pick any. Um, I, I well, come back. To you, but... No, 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 no. I, I mean, I, I always say Zaha. I've said it for the last few times we've been on the show, so. Just trying to think who would be next. Probably, I have to say, I'll probably give it to um, uh, Ben Teke because he's uh, there's a. I'm not saying I'm a, a, a half. The, it's not a fifty-fifty, but there's a, there's a good um, there's a good number of Palace fans that seem to have sort of made him the focal point of things that are going wrong. He's a waste of money. He's clearly not a waste of money. He's clearly a very talented player, and um, 
I think yesterday him mugging Courtois off with that dink was probably the biggest slap in the face for a Belgian since Article 50 was triggered. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and he deserves Satire. a bit of love. Yeah. Um, um, I think he deserves a bit of love. So I'm going to say Benteke, he worked his nuts off and he got he got an assist and he got a goal. That's it. That's what we paid for. Yeah, and I think I saw someone write that... Uh, Forget waste of money. It was worth thirty million quid just to see that goal go in the way it did. So, which I which I really enjoyed. Um, if you're going to pick a, a performance to talk about, Nick, who would it be? Nick Gillard. Obviously, Hennessy. We've spoken about. I, it was just the way that we we had an, a revolving door of a defence, and they all stuck together and. They all defended resolutely, so I, I can't separate any one of the six players that played in defence. So I'll give it to all of them. Sorry, I've just been massively distracted by Brent Morgan getting in touch, suggesting an area where the HF may have smuggled. <laughs> Thank you for that, Brent. He's also said we really wish we brought Sacco. What a boy! So I, I can I can read that one out. Cheers, mate. <laughs> no, that's, that's you know Hennessy was was absolutely superb, Nick, and uh, you know we'll, we'll talk. Albert's given his man of the match to Benteke, but uh, any other performances you want to talk about before giving a man of the match? Phil Potts. Um, Milivojevic had a good game, really good, strong game in there. Kabai, little Trojan yesterday. Um, Tar, Tau's in a little bit disappointing. We can't give it to the manager. So it's whether how I split Zaha and Hennessy. And because of the fact that uh, us as a radio station and the supporters are giving him, I'm going to plump for the goalkeeper, Wayne Hennessy. Wayne, if you listen to this, cracking game, mate. Well played. Right, so... Um... Looking at the man of the match poll, muting the one on the BBS uh, as, a, as a bit of a guide here. Um, it was Wayne Hennessy who got it on that with uh, 40.15% of the votes. Um, Sacco, actually, no, fractionally, Zaha was ahead of Sacco with 27, just under 28%. And uh, just over 27% was Sacco. And the nearest other challenger with 2% was, was Milivojevic. But. Um, I was I was really torn because I, I all, you know every game I seem to want to give the uh, man of the match to to Sacco and he was superb once again. But uh, similar to yourself, Nick, it, for me it's got to be Wayne Hennessy. You know he's he's that's match winning that performance. Mm. You know, he might he might not have, might not have been the perfect display, but at the same time, it, it was just vital for us. We would not have won that game without the way he performed, and, and that's a really really good thing to be saying about, about Wayne Hennessy at this point in the season uh, going into some really really tough games because we're going to need him on, on that form again so great performance well done Wayne definite man of the match for me there alright well, that seems as good a place as any to end it uh, I want to make mention of a couple of things before we do go the first is of course uh, I think the next couple of games are quite difficult we've got one on Wednesday which is usually preview show territory and then I think the following game is on the Monday uh, so I haven't really worked out how we're going to do shows yet, uh, but just keep an eye on the our, our social media accounts and all that kind of stuff. We'll try and keep you up to date and work out exactly what we're going to do. It might well be it'll be one Sunday, one midweek, or something like that. Review the games. Don't know. Have we got have we got a, a treat coming out soon as well, or something, Chris? I heard. Uh, we are. We well, I tell you, we're there's, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff we're doing at the moment regarding uh, raising a bit of money for charity because uh, basically because you guys are all so superb when we did the crowdfunding thing that we're funded for next year and, and a bit more. Um, and we're, we're trying to come. I've got a new watch. <laughs> <laughs> My new car's so shiny. <laughs> oh, they're hilarious. But we, we generally want to do something 
something nice. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to tell you what that is, in, in, in the main thing, in, in just a moment. But um, oh, my brain's gone. I have to tell you what the main thing is now because I can't remember what the other thing I was going to say was. <laughs> what did you just ask me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The, we, well, one of the things we were going to do was release a, a premium podcast again, which we sort of charged, uh, I think it was a pound for last time. And all the money went to... Part of fundraising, part going to uh, Eagle Eagle Heights, uh, sort of save save Kayla, that kind of stuff. Saving Kayla from angry Charlton fans. Pretty much, yeah. Well, we were going to do that again, and, and I'll be honest with you, we've had a lot of fun recording it, but we don't feel quite comfortable charging for it. We decided this week uh, some of the audio quality is not great. Um, and I'm not on it. You're not on it, yeah. That's the main reason. But it's it's still it's good stuff, and we'll be we'll be uh, issuing it as a little bonus for everybody, just to listen to um, as a, as a thank you, really, for for all of you who so generously donated to our uh, crowdfunding account. Yeah, if if you didn't donate, you're not allowed to listen to it. We're trusting you. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, I'm not sure, yeah, not sure if that's punishment or not really. But uh, <laughs> I'm sure you'll uh, I'm sure you'll enjoy it as uh, dropping us a little bonus in the very near future but what we have secured and it's working with uh, I don't, I, I'll call them the Crystal Palace Foundation at the moment but they're, they're doing a relaunch soon um, and we're going to give our support and they're doing a, a few events that we'll be publicising over the next few weeks but um, we've been doing a little bit of uh, little bit of work with them we've actually managed to secure uh, a couple of hours on, at Sellers Park to play a game um, and we'll be opening up places for listeners and their sort of friends and family to purchase for charity. None of it goes to us, all for charity. Uh, part of it will go to the Palace Foundation, and part of it will go to a charity of our choice, um, which we'll reveal in the, in the near future. But uh, you'll get a chance to, to bid for, uh, up, you know, I don't know, playing a full 90 minutes at Sellers Park, maybe. Uh, it's going to be absolutely amazing. Yeah, um, Kelly's going in for that one. <laughs> yes. Fine, <laughs> <Martin> Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Horrible, horrible man. Uh, are you but, on a um, rocking chair, Chris? Yeah, what's the matter with your microphone, Chris? It sounds like you're either on a well, fairground ride and we can only hear you as your car speeds towards the mic and then your voice <laughs> goes distance again. I am, I am on a spinny chair. Is that a problem? <laughs> yeah, you spin. <laughs> you keep spinning away, yeah. Sorry about that. I apologise. I'm getting excited. Why don't you tell them all about the football matches coming up, Chris? Because none of them heard it. <laughs> <Didn't they? laughs> well, okay, we're doing <laughs> Mikey, edit this bit out of the podcast. <laughs> no, we will be doing a charity game. You will get a chance to bid on uh, either being in the home dressing room or the away dressing room. Home dressing room will be uh, slightly. Uh, pricier than the away dressing room yeah the away dressing rooms in Bromley (laughs) (laughs) honestly it might as well be if you've ever seen the away dressing room at Sellers Park it is spectacular and uh, it was the inspiration for Arsene Wenger to make the away dressing room at uh, the Emirates the way it is as well so there you go a little bit of a fact for you there but uh, yeah we'll be giving you a chance be full 11 a side game plenty of subs I think we'll be selling in 15 minute bursts I can't really imagine how I'm going to do 15 minutes on, on the Sellers Park is going to kill me, but there'll be plenty of places open for you if you fancy playing a bit of a uh, football. Can I do? Can I do the fifteen minutes that's at half time? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, you'd be fighting me for that. But, can I do minutes one to three, uh, thirteen to seventeen? Can I split it up like that? 
No. <laughs> you just got to stick it out. And can, I, can I? Can I? Can I wear an oxygen t- oxygen tank? Absolutely right. You can share mine, so okay. it'd be fine. <laughs> but uh, we're not exactly sure. Well, we'll be releasing the details over the next sort of few weeks, but hopefully, um, some confirmed sort of uh, ability to actually buy your your place as soon as possible. We need to get it moving. It'll be on May the twenty fourth, so you'll have to book holiday for it. It's going to be midweek. Uh, Nick, you might remember the time, Mr. Philpott. What was the time? Uh, yeah, we we have the pitch from four pm. Is my understanding. Uh, there's a full there's full days events going on the pitch anyway uh, but we've been allotted a place very kindly between four and six and uh, we'll be um, trying our best to uh, well to, to get as many of you involved as possible if you can't if you don't want to play um, we're limited to the number of people we can actually take in terms of spectators but if you have got other skills where you, like, 20, it's 24,000 <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you could if you could referee or run the line or something like that and you fancy a bit of that then by all means get in touch with us uh, if you don't want to get in touch just to register any kind of interest you can contact us in the meantime via uh, radio.net forward slash contact but basically just look out for our announcements in the coming uh, days and weeks um, I think it's going to be a fantastic event hopefully raise a nice bit of money and just a great day out for uh, for those of you that want to get involved and it's right, fancy dress it. Oh, it's 3.30 to 5.30. Oh, yeah, thank so, you, Mikey, for, for knowing stuff. <laughs> Fancy dress, yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be like, dressed as, like I don't know, a giant cucumber or something, trying to play football at Celeste Park. Because, anyway, on that, on that note, why a giant cucumber? Why a giant cucumber? What's yeah, in right. your head? Tired. Really or tired. a Tesco carrier bag. Oh, no, Brighton have already done that. <laughs> Yay! Hey. I said that there. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. <laughs> Uh, just keep an eye out. There'll be a preview podcast at some point and a show <laughs> after that at some point. <laughs> nice one. Cheers. Bye. See ya. Bye. I'm Peppa Pig. This is my little brother, George. This is Mummy Pig. And this is Daddy Pig. <laughs> Peppa Pig. Homesdale Radio, sponsored by FanDuel.co.uk. The next generation of fantasy football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.